0: This week on Ultra 64, we're playing Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. I'm sorry for my voice. I have a cold... <clears throat> <clears throat> Welcome to Ultra 64. Uh, we are the internet's comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast. My name is Steve Dudley.
1: I'm Steve Schofer.
0: We are joined today uh, by actor, comedian, podcaster, and certified bat fan Jared Galante. Welcome Jared.
2: Hi, welcome. Welcome to me. Welcome to, welcome welcome to, to, to you. Welcome to myself. Yes. Welcome, Jared. Hey, did, thanks for coming.
0: What did you have to go through to get certified as a Bat fan? Was it like a an application um, process or you have to take a written test? or? You
2: know what? It actually just seeped up on me because I was born a Marvel fan. Oh, sure, shit. And I just – somebody gave me the Dark Knight, uh, the the trade, mm. uh, the Dark Knight Returns, the Frank Miller, you know, the, the epic story. Oh, thing. yes. And that is what started me on my Batman uh I wouldn't say fanatic... No, I guess fanaticism. I do... Okay, I have a pug Mm -hmm. uh, whose name is Batman. I have, uh, as you've seen on my cell phone, I have a Batman cell phone case... Um, I have two bat tattoos, although they're not like Batman, but they're definitely bats. You and call you're, them, you're, do you call them battoos?
0: <laughs> now I do. Your daughter's names are Bruce and Wayne. <laughs> well, yeah.
2: oh, well, uh, oh, oh, oh my, my. Oh, shit. My youngest, uh, her middle name is Harley after Oh, Harley perfect. Quinn. Yeah. Stella okay, Harley. see, I was just making a dumb joke. That's no, amazing. But um, I, I do call my right bicep Bruce and my left one <laughs> Wayne. And in the middle, they make Batman.
0: Oh, very yeah. nice, no, very I had a nice. Bicep. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the other one, I was like, "You will, yeah." I did, I did think it,
2: yeah, but I didn't go. With I'm it. sure we'll end up there. We usually do. by the we end We usually of do morning. by the
0: end of it. Usually, it's me. So I'm glad it was Woody breaking the ice on this one this time. So, uh, as you may have inferred, we're talking about Batman this week. Uh, Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker is the game that we're playing. The one and only appearance of Batman on the Nintendo 64, and uh, I, I don't know. I feel like Batman might be the Biggest individual topic we've tried to tackle so far. I feel like Batman's too big for us, like as as a concept. <laughs> yeah,
2: we're, we're, just, we're just three lowly men. How yeah. can yes, we possibly hope to? How grasp can we scale the,
0: the mountain that is Batman? No, yes,
2: the Dark Knight is uh, is kind of untouchable. It's yeah.
0: it's too big of a topic to do justice to in a goofy ass Nintendo podcast. So we'll we'll just keep things kind of generalized for for stuff. But I mean, as kind of a poll to the room, what do you think it is? Why why is Batman's so resonant? Why is he still so popular after almost 80 years now?
1: 80 years. Almost 80 yeah. years. Wow.
0: Like, what, what is it? I'm fairly confident that Batman is recognized in every country in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, by pretty much every person. It's as close to, like, a literal
2: household name as we have. Right. My gut instinct is the cool factor. Like, he's huh. just super cool. He's a re- well, oh, He's a regular guy, so people can... Relate to that of like you know what you know I could be Batman if I had billions of dollars. Yeah, Uh, my parents were murdered in front of me. (laughs) I'm crazy. Step two is complete. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and not step three though.
2: (laughs) And and I had I had a a really cool uh, Butler who just did everything I said. Yeah, Um, and I think also like in the the comic verse at the time you had Batman and you had Superman and it was definitely like. uh a choice you know like are you a superman person or are you a batman person you know? yeah
0: batman's more of a god while or i'm sorry superman's more of a god while batman's more of a man so it's easier to relate i think there's an element of wish fulfillment in batman as oh, well totally
2: because
0: yeah. yeah it is like oh man this this is everybody who believes themselves to be a good person mm-hmm. wants to be batman because he is this really outsized kind of ridiculous idea of what justice should be. Mm-hmm. If you had unlimited resources and unlimited physical and mental capabilities, you could solve crime in this way. Right. You know, right. and also then they kind of modified it a little bit. They made it a little dark and brooding so it doesn't feel quite so silly. But if you think about it for even a second, it's incredibly silly.
1: Well, it can go either way, right? It's a, There's definitely been... Batman has gone like the history of Batman has gone through weird arcs oh, yeah. where there was like that super campy '70s show. Yeah, where like this is what Batman is, and mm-hmm. then they tried to bring that back in some of the '90s movies. Like mm-hmm. the Tim Burton one was a little in the middle, mm-hmm. but then there was like the Joel
2: Schumacher ones that were just like super. Of which campy. we do not speak. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, speaking of, of like from the comic side, which is where I started mm-hmm. because I'm a, I'm definitely a certified comic nerd. Mm-hmm. But um, he. Yeah, he did. He started out super cheesy. I mean, early Batman stuff is, is hilariously cheesy. Yeah. Like, super pun-oriented, and and yet all those villains were there, like the Joker and the Mad Hatter and Scarecrow. But it wasn't until, I think, what they would call in comics, the Bronze Age, which was, like, probably 80s. 80s and 90s, yeah. 80s yeah. And 90s. And that's when this writer, Denny O'Neill, took over, and that's the guy who actually started to make him the Dark Knight and all right. that stuff. And that's when... And then it just amplified the cool factor of like oh yeah man like
0: it's hard to look back on it now but when you were talking about the dark knight returns the the frank miller comic Mm -hmm. but like we think we look back on that and think yeah that's the way batman's always been for all of our lives pretty much but uh he was not that. He was like this very silly character all the way up until that. When when Frank Miller came out with that book, he was very kind of a radical take on the character. Mm-hmm. And now it's just the standard, th- how we understand Batman. But I
1: feel like there's sort of a backlash. We're at sort of a backlash time where, um, you know, there's the Zack Snyder movies and these DC movies uh. that most people just hate. Yeah. Yes. Because um, they're it. super dark and just Batman is so unpleasant. Um, yeah. And I feel like like the Lego Batman movie was delightful and that was sort of a pushback to like hey like Batman can be fun and and goofy so I I don't know maybe they'll sort of arc back a little bit I'm wondering
0: like I don't know if y'all have watched Justice League yet but like there are some very clunky attempts to introduce some levity into the DC universe uh which don't land, but they're trying. I haven't and
1: seen any of the movies in the new in the DC they, universe. They
0: just released the trailer for Shazam, which is coming out next fall which or ne- next like- spring. It looks. So fun.
2: And it looks, oh, so yeah. cool. I'm a huge Shazam fan. Uh, n- another side note. I have. What about a Kazam yeah, fan? Kaza- <laughs> I'm not a Kazam okay. fan. No. But tattooed on my back, I have Black Adam, which is mm. the uh, anti-Shazam. He's like the bad Shazam.
1: Tattooed on my back, I have Shaq. <laughs> as <laughs> Kazam. Yeah, yeah. I call it my Shaq back. I'm looking <laughs> at it right now. It's awesome. It's, oh.
2: it, it's yeah, it's, it's pretty, it takes up the whole back.
0: Uh, Speaking of, we should all put our shirts on. Yeah. Like, I'm getting uncomfortable. (laughs) That's Uh, true. You guys go for it. (laughs) I'm just an exhibitionist (laughs) for people
2: who can't see it, but I want them to know now. That's That's part of the thrill. That's the best way. I like to expose myself, but not have people notice. All my business
0: calls, I'm naked, and uh, (laughs) it's I know, and they'll never know. (laughs) Um,
1: I feel like these, so we're specifically talking about Batman Beyond, which I feel like is... ...originated as a TV show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like... And it sort of as an outgrowth from Batman the Animated Series, which mm-hmm. was popular in what, the early 90s? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Batman the Animated Series, I was a big, big fan of this show growing up. Oh, I it's fantastic. I never had a lot of access to consistent television... Um, but, like, whenever the show was on, I was really excited. I remember this show and the Spider-Man cartoon. Oh, the 90s one, yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: let's let's get into that a little bit, because I feel like if we want to approach this game at all in any kind of cohesive way, we need to narrow down Batman a little bit. So, I think we'll be talking mostly about, uh cartoons and we'll be talking about video games well
1: and from a purely technical standpoint, like batman is mostly bruce wayne and we're yeah. we're not doing bruce wayne
0: here. we're not doing bruce wayne this it's, time around i mean no. he's there he's a presence but uh yeah we're not playing playing as him so yeah let's talk about the animated series uh that debuted in 1992 on the newly launched fox kids block of saturday morning programming and uh it was kind of the brainchild of bruce tim and eric Radomski, who are both like longtime comic book artists and, mm-hmm. and uh and a lot of the credit for the tone of the show goes to Paul Dini, who was mm-hmm. a writer and producer for a lot of different TV shows, and he's since branched. Up, he's pretty much like just in the Batman industry now because mm-hmm. he does it so well. I
1: think yeah, it, I think the show really hits a good balance of yeah. the fun and the dark. Absolutely, which is, because it's still targeted for kids, it's not going to be like super duper gritty
2: and violent.
0: No, but, but it, it also doesn't shy away yeah, from like no. some mature themes. Like, no. it, and uh, they they bring in like a ridiculously overqualified voice cast. to come And do some work on there, and uh, it's got this really gorgeous kind of like throwback 1920s Art Deco style to it. Art Deco and
2: the film noir. Yeah, completely. No, that the Batman the animated series to me, and um, I I think if you ask a lot of like Batman aficionados, to me that is my um, my favorite Batman. My favorite representation of Batman is the Batman. I was gonna Internet ask
0: about series. that. Yeah, if you yeah. guys had a favorite, do you have a favorite Woody like um, representation? I
1: like the Nolan movies. Yeah, um, just because I like the way they're like this long, cohesive story. I kind of got burned out on the Joker. It just as a thing, so I'm not crazy about the Dark Knight. But I actually like the Dark Knight Rises. I think is a cool. Uh, I
0: think I need to unique, revisit that unique movie. That's that's one I've only um, seen once and it didn't really click with me. But I, I'd kind of like to watch it again. But yeah,
1: I definitely I, I agree that the animated series is really a good.
2: Well, as you were saying, it's balance. a good balance too because yeah. it's got humor in it. It's got because they had to also gear it towards kids a little. Although I wouldn't say it was totally the one thing that they did. Because remember, in cartoons, you brought up Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in that '90s Spider-Man cartoon, if you notice anybody who has a gun. It's always a weird, like, laser-looking gun because the, you know, the the board or whatever. Parents groups, yeah. Yeah, but Batman, I think, was on later, so they would use, like, revolvers and and real guns that were getting shot at people. And I even think blood was, like, shown every now and then. Yeah, they had some, yeah. And
1: you need that, and, I mean, we'll get into this when we talk about the game more, but I think that's why Batman can work well as a video game, whereas Superman is trickier because Batman's just a dude. Yeah. So, like, some thug with a gun, in theory, has a chance to, like, really do some damage to him. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas, you know, if you're playing as a superhuman, that's not quite as intimidating. No, yeah,
0: I I don't, I always wonder how they can sustain, like, I haven't watched the Superman animated series, which was kind of from the same creators same, of yeah. this. I just wonder how they can always uh, maintain any kind of tension in a superhero, in a Superman show, because really the only way you're ever going to hurt him is if somebody nearby has kryptonite. You know, right. that's the only thing you're ever going to be able to do. So, naturally, everyone has kryptonite.
1: Well, and I don't think they have. I mean, there's very few pieces of Superman-themed media that are
2: very beloved. No, yeah, no. it's very true. It's very true. <laughs> no, he's more like an icon, but, yeah, he... We'll get to him. Yeah. 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 He... <laughs> he has a drubbing coming soon. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I watched, like, a little bit of that series, and it was in that, I think they called it the verse or the Tim or whatever. The Yeah, Teeny verse. There's a Timverse, whatever, whichever one you're you're going with, but... Um, yeah that it, so it had the look and it was cool and all that and it was, it was good episodes but it yeah it was just i remember it was too light and even cuz it was like metropolis which was like bright and shiny whereas gotham was always dark yeah and noir and like you know
0: and i mean it, it was a really it was a popular show at the time too it uh, it won 4 emmys including best animated series it ran for 3 seasons with 85 episodes and it spawned 2 uh, spinoff motion pictures Mask of the Phantasm which actually got a theatrical release and is fantastic. It's
2: really good. And yeah.
0: uh, Sub-Zero which uh, went dr- straight to video but it's actually still really good like if you like Mr. Freeze stuff.
2: And that series too um, not only introduced Harley Quinn mm-hmm. she came from oh, the yeah. series but it introduced you brought up Mr. Freeze yeah. his whole tragic background was not in the comics like that. He was just the freeze guy he, he was, was a free, yeah a guy yeah. with a freeze ray gun yeah and they brought that whole like his dead wife thing like into a kid's cartoon and I,
0: I forget who does his voice but man i love the batman animated series mm-hmm. mr freeze voice it's like kind of robotic and staccato but still creepy but there's still like it's
1: better than arnold schwarzenegger it's
0: slightly better than oh arnold schwarzenegger gosh. although yeah, I mean, every time he says chill i literally i get those chills yeah i get yeah. the chills yeah so, yeah, it's a great show. Uh, TV Guide ranked Batman the Animated Series as number seven in the hundred greatest animated shows of all time and spawned a few well-regarded spinoffs, including Superman the Animated Series, Unlimited Justice League, and what we're here to talk about today, Batman Beyond. So let's go into that because I've been watching a lot of Batman Beyond this week, and it's pretty great. Uh, it was a spin-off series that ran for three seasons from 1999 to 2001. Once again, this was Bruce Timm and Paul Dini creating it. Uh, so this one's set in the near future. So the very first scene of the very first episode, it's set in the year 2019, and uh, Batman foils a crime and has a heart attack
2: right,
0: and falls right. over because it's Bruce Wayne in his late 50s, and he just he has a heart attack. He can barely he barely walks out of there alive, and so he realizes he needs to retire the character or the the persona, <laughs> the
1: character he's been the character he's been playing. The he's, he's been theater of Batman. He's done. been method acting in yeah. this whole
0: time. Uh, so then it cuts to 20 years in the future uh, in the late, like, 2030s and uh, Batman's now, or Bruce Wayne now a very old man, just kind of an old miser living in his house and he meets up with Terry McGinnis who's a high school student uh, and his father is murdered in a sting operation for the Siebel Corporation. Their paths cross and Terry becomes the new Batman and he's got a new high-tech rocket-powered suit and uh, it's a really cool take on the series. It's It's got that kind of... Future Simpsons episode thing, you know, where you get to see what happens to everybody. Right. Like uh, you know, oh Otto owns a limo company and the mayor's driving his limos and Martin's a phantom living underneath the school and you know, <laughs> so it's got that kind of element to it. You catch up with some of the characters every now and then. Well, Many of them have the died.
1: Oh, I don't know about the ventriloquist. I haven't gotten to uh, those yet. I love the ventriloquist. <laughs> yeah, the Batman is
2: great rogues i love the villains of batman well his rogues are great because they're insane like they're actually they're all like ocd like him yeah insane about some quirk
0: yeah absolutely
2: (laughs) so they're really simple and basic
0: there's a really fun i mean i feel like latter day batman i feel like if you want to revive a silly older character from the golden age or from the silver age you Mm -hmm. just make them a serial killer oh yeah so calendar yeah. man used to be a guy just covered in calendar pages mm-hmm. who just was always obsessed with dates now he's just a serial nice. killer who target he makes christmas themed murders or groundhog day themed murders or whatever he does which is
2: i think my favorite batman story the long halloween where oh they, yeah where they introduced that aspect of calendar man being a serial killer
0: absolutely that's a great story that in um what am i thinking of hush, hush I, re- I really like too. the hush Yeah. Angle. That's Jim Lee, I believe, did that yeah, one. Yeah, Jim Lee yeah.
2: and who wrote it? Oh, Jeff Loeb, I think. No, oh, Jeff Lowe. Okay, yeah. yeah, back before he before. sucked. Yeah. Um, yep, <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep
0: so uh I mean Batman beyond it's it's very action oriented and it's got a lot of this like butt rock metal that we're hearing in the game, <laughs> except it's not the same theme it's because in the better. future
2: everything is butt rock metal for everything some reason. absolutely <laughs> <laughs> remember even like in the nineties or like every future movie it would always be like they'd show the city with like some metropolis with like burning garbage cans, and it'd be like <laughs> <laughs> like yeah I mean was the crow
0: <laughs> if you if you think back on it, it's like you know first hearing heavy metal rock music with like Scra- turntable scratches that that sounded like the future yeah. i mean 1998 you're like oh shit man this is great i'm gonna listen to this for at least another three years i think
1: yeah i think it's a smart uh batman beyond is a smart like addition to the series because yeah. you're you're still on a kids network and so like you have your star now is what Terry mcginnis is 16 or something like that um so you're able to get a more relatable star to the kids as opposed to like Millionaire forty year old playboy Bruce Wayne that, Totally, like,
2: yeah.
1: because um, Terry McGinnis has no sidekick, right? Or does the, no? You know, no, he kind no of sidekick. what? Well,
2: he's like the mentee to the mentor, of Bruce yeah. Wayne. Yeah. yeah,
1: and it's yeah, it's always fun to have like a cool futuristic setting. And is is so? has Terry McGinnis kind of been integrated into the DC universe now? Or
0: is he um, I still... believe so?
2: No, I believe I believe they have. He I has like, a spinoff comic, right? Is that still going? Did. Yeah, yeah. They they. Uh, I'm pretty sure they've integrated him like completely into the whatever you want to call the standard uh, DC universe. Although every, what, like two years, they revamp everything. Sure. So. Yeah. It's a hazard of comic books.
0: DC yeah. especially. Like, Marvel's been getting bad about that lately with, like, the constant reboots. But uh, uh, for a long time, Marvel held out and they weren't doing that. Right. And DC does it every two years or so. They well, just completely flush everything.
2: Yeah. Marvel does the, uh, all right, that was cool for 15 issues. Let's do a number one again. And you're like, no, I don't. we don't need to start over. Just yeah, stop stop it. it. Whereas yeah, DC is like, let's erase everything and start anew. And you're like, but I like that story. They're like, let's erase everything, everything and start anew. And then in two years, we'll bring it back, sort of. And you're like, I I don't like you anymore. Yeah. yeah. But Thanks, DC. <laughs> Every time <laughs>
0: Uh so we do have Kevin Conroy coming back in Batman begin or Batman Beyond as right. uh, Bruce Wayne. And he I think he's kind of the definitive Batman for a lot of people. I yep. think his his vocal work is great. And I think this might be one of my favorite iterations of Bruce Wayne, of just the character of Bruce Wayne, because we're seeing him uh, late 70s, early 80s. He's very, very old, and he's pretty decrepit, and he's grouchy, and he's mean, and he's full of regrets oh, and Oh, yeah, unlike remorse. the sunny,
1: fun Batman that we're so <laughs> yes.
0: used to. The guy who's always coming up and giving people back rubs. Yeah. And but it's the beautiful reality
2: of Bat-Rubs. Exactly. <laughs> You're, you're king of bat puns on this one. My bat twos and my bat rubs. Um, but that was what was cool, though. It was, like, the reality of, like, there's no way he gets a happy ending. Like oh, no. He, no way. And he's, like, also, like, an old football player. Like, he's all beat up and, like, he, you know, yeah, has he, a heart attack. Like, he
0: lives, but, like, he's outlived everybody from yeah. most part. Like, we see some villains. I watched the first season of Batman Beyond uh, this week, and we see some villains. Like, um, Bane is still alive, but he's got really bad dementia and he's in a nursing home and like stuck in a wheelchair. Like he he doesn't know what's going on.
2: Oh wow. I don't know they went to the older villains like that. Too. They do. Oh, yeah. Uh oh,
0: mis- cool. Mr. Freeze was just a severed head. Like in a <laughs> oh, like he yes, was I being kept that. alive. Yeah. They restored his body and he was on the path to redemption, but then he slipped and he went crazy and then he was finally officially killed in a uh explosion. So, I mean, they they do that pretty much. And um, we'll get into the movie a little bit too here, but I'm going to backtrack just a bit. Let's talk about Batman video games before we get into this Batman video game. Um, I think the history of Batman in video games is spotty at best, let's say. Um, I mean, I think that's
1: true for every superhero. It's true. mm
0: -hmm. I feel like Batman's had a bit of a rougher go of it. Uh,
1: I don't know. I mean, there's not that many superheroes that have had consistent games put out, right? There's Spider-Man, him and Spider- Man and yeah. Spider-Man Superman. had a
0: lot more. It's Spider-Man, I mean, we. I think we discovered that most Spider-Man games are actually pretty okay. Yeah, right.
1: I would say Spider-Man definitely is at the top of quality. Batman... Is mixed. Yeah, and, um, Superman, and Superman
2: is mixed. consistently bad. Yeah. yeah, Which is weird because you think mechanic-wise, like designing a game, he's a fighter. Yeah, you so. think he would be the easiest. Same, like,
0: same with like X Men. Why are so many X Men games so terrible? I like,
2: remember getting so pumped because I, you know, it was the first like comic game I could get for Nintendo. The original oh yeah, Nintendo, yeah, the X Men game. Uh huh. And I was like, I remember looking at the Nintendo Powers for like pictures of it. And then I saw how it played, and it was like what was like a top scroller. It was so. Oh yeah, was, I think bad. it was an LJN game. Yeah, so. it was. So it was the so Wolverine. There was bad. a Wolverine
0: one for NES as well. Right, but it's just garbage. Yeah, yeah. LJN is monstrous. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was a little spotty. Uh, the character was actually relatively late to video games compared to superman spider-man they were both on the atari uh batman the earliest batman game i could find wasn't even released in the u.s it was just called batman and it was released on the sinclair spectrum over in the uk and in europe in 1986 and it was an isometric action-adventure game and the only example comparable to that that i can think of is solstice for the nes but that might be an obscure reference i feel like there's got to be i've
1: played solstice solstice is
0: pretty cool
2: Prequel cool to Equinox. Yeah, it's exactly.
0: Yeah. I feel like there's got to be like a better reference to that type
2: of game, but I can't think of any Sun- other stuff. Sounds like an head. autism study, too. The Sinclair Spectrum. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, that study. Yeah, that was out of Yale. That was a really good one. About oh, is that Yale. the
0: one that said that uh, <laughs> vaccines cause autism? Yeah, vaccines yeah. And, ah, and will make
2: you uh, think you're Batman. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a the problem.
0: That's a problem. Jenny McCarthy is a big fan of that. <laughs> She's always espousing, like, you want your kids to turn into Batman. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, they'll yeah. forget
2: about you. You won't be their parents anymore because they'll think their parents.
0: Are dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first U.S. release was called Batman: The Cage Crusader, and it came out for the Apple II and the Commodore 64. Oh, so, wow. I guess I lied when I said this was the only 64 game with <laughs> Batman on it. But you know, we'll, we'll tune in for the Commodore 64 spinoff of this. <laughs> uh, that came out in 1988. For most people, though, their earliest and often fondest Dark Knight video game experience came from Batman on the NES, which was a side-scrolling action platform game based on the Tim Burton movie from 1989.
2: Oh, that's the first one I remember for sure. Yeah,
0: and uh, I think that game is exceptional. That one's so much fun. I don't know. You, you've been I'm, playing. Ju- that I game. just
1: played it a couple days ago. I mean, it's it's rough. It's hard to it's hard to avoid damage. There's not I don't know. There's not quite enough that stands out as all that interesting. Oh. My, I mean it's not bad, but it's by no means great. My favorite Batman game is one for Super Nintendo, which is actually based on the animated series
0: Adventures of Batman and Robin yeah yeah, that one's great
1: that and I think that one really succeeds because there's a huge variety to the levels, like the first level's in a fun house against the Joker, and mm. then you fight the Riddler and it's in a maze and there's a pretty good like
0: uh three d like racing segment in that too, mm-hmm. like a pretty good looking segment and so I think it I really that, yeah. it
1: really leans into um the villains and having a variety of uh, a levels. Another one of my favorite. there's a Game Boy game just called, I think it's just called Batman. I think it was based on the movie. Uh-huh. Um, but the game is basically, kind of feels like a Mega Man reskin, just a lot worse. Okay. So Batman <laughs> is just walking around with a gun.
2: very <laughs> <laughs> <you just> <laughs> predicting he, the future. You,
1: you just famously does. just people yeah. And I'm like, wait a second! There was one thing that you guys had to get right about Batman. Yeah, <laughs> this is not a part of it. Okay. Maybe
0: it's a throwback, to like when the when the comic first came out, he had a gun. Yeah. The first serial That's movies right. back in the '40s, he was packing a revolver. That's right. So maybe it's just a throwback.
2: I saw a picture somebody posted on Instagram. There was like I threw like I follow these comic people and and they're uh, not only comic fans, but they're uh, fans of weapons. Like yeah, they collect gun. And they're like, check this out. And it was this uh, like. Obviously, very expensive modded uh, handgun with, like, Batman symbols all over. I mean, oh, like, shit. really well done. But I was just like, this is the most hypocritical, like, piece <laughs> of weaponry I've ever seen. Yeah. I was like, oh, I, I think I even put it on, like, Batman. I'm like, Bruce Wayne is rolling in his grave right now if he Oh, saw my this, God. Yeah.
0: So, that, that first Batman movie, the Tim Burton movie, spawned probably about half a dozen like pretty distinct games like every system got their own batman the movie game and they were Mm -hmm. all pretty different like they ranged from just like regular beat-em-ups to like there uh there was a japanese only turbo graphics 16 game that was a pac-man (laughs) ripoff so (laughs) he just ran around in a maze collecting pellets but I was actually kind of surprised to learn that the the original NES Batman game was kind of mediocre reviews at the time, and you backing that up too. I'm just like shit. Maybe I maybe I'm misremembering it. I, I just remember are. I remember mm-hmm. the wall jump mechanic just the being wall so jump fun, super cool, yeah. And like I just I enjoyed it. It was really crisp and a great music, and I don't know. I liked it a lot. But I, I'm a sucker for Sunsoft games too. I just really like Sunsoft. Sunsoft
2: did make good games. Yeah. They
1: all and then there was a sequel to that game, yeah. The NES game which is called, called Return of the Joker, Batman Return of the
0: Joker. Yeah. Oh, that's funny.
1: Is, is, uh, so I, but this game that we played today really has very little in common with that game.
0: I mean, so for, for the next decade after that NES game came out, we were pretty much treated to an endless series of mediocre to terrible side-scrolling beat-em-up games. And they were either extremely simplistic and boring, like the Batman Returns game, or they were ludicrously obtuse and overcomplicated, like the batman forever game oh my god which yeah. i hate so much oh my
1: gosh yeah it's like a mortal Kombat reskin but it just the controls are so awkward and you have so many weird abilities yeah and my favorite thing about that game is the uh guys you fight in Arkham Asylum, they're just like their name is Greg or yeah. like Doug. But they so when you punch someone it shows their name, but they they put Mad in front of them. So he's like Mad Greg and Mad Doug. Well I mean they're crazy. They're, they're mad, crazy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. Once you get admitted, hello, my name is Mad Greg. Mad, I, I mad
0: Doug's think... rap career is gonna really take <laughs> yeah. off once they change the name of the Gotham currency to Doug's. I just think it's just beautiful the
2: that the, the 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 writer of the game or whatever the concept it was was like, you know what? These are These games, these—they're individuals here. You know, they're not just inmate one. That's Greg, and now he—and that's Mad Greg. That was a weird (laughs) thing
1: that they did in beat 'em up games for a while. I don't know what started that trend. Is when you would punch an enemy, it would show you their health and their name under it. I think it was a final fight thing, and Mm -hmm. then it was weird because they would have—you would fight like three of the same character, and they would all be named the same thing. (laughs) And you're like, in my head. I originally, like, you're creating this fake illusion that they're actually different people, but when they all have the same name, you're like, how is this working? And it's undermining
0: all... it, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe it's just a coincidence. Like, they all showed up to the henchman recruitment <laughs> office. was like, hey, what's your name? Oh, I'm I'm Greg.
1: Oh, what? You're Greg? I'm Greg. Like, they oh, only shit. had so many names on the slot. Like, <laughs> be a part of the gang, but they only had ten slots. So, like... That everyone had to have the same name if they wanted to fit in one of those stuff.
0: all right you can be in my gang but you all must change your names so says the mighty greg <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous but i maybe it was like parents groups trying to get us to empathize with the victims of our <laughs> violence or something you know so we wouldn't be more inclined to go out and beat people up in the streets or throw trash cans or eat floor turkeys
2: well i used to always joke i'd always be like man i want to play a video game one time or like uh, and this is like way before uh like Xbox One games and all that stuff. But I was like where where they have like you kill somebody in the like you're the hero and you kill someone in the game and then somebody goes like that like I have a family. Like <laughs> like why did you do that? Like I have a kid. You know, they just go into a full like monologue about and you just like feel guilty. And then cut two years later I was playing I think it was Arkham Asylum. Yeah. And Uh, you're like, it was kind of, it's like where it's setting up how you do the surveillance and like kind of stalk your prey and stuff like that. So you're in Arkham Asylum and some of the prisoners have, uh, some of the guards captured. And one of the guards was like, I have a family. Please don't. Yeah. Bam, bam. He's hears gunshots. I was like, oh, my God. Well, so
0: well you hear their chatter all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: so we had a bunch of average, mediocre Batman games for a long time. And then we got to what? Arkham, well, Arkham it, Asylum. We
0: right? had, I think the darkest point was probably around the early 2000s when this game came out that we're talking about today. <laughs> and there were also th- games like Dark Tomorrow and Vengeance and Rise of Sinsu, And they were all really bad they were all kind of the worst games of their respective years and there was
2: a crappy but, yeah. justice league game too i remember oh, God, where they yeah. threw batman in and oh it was, yeah it was another side scroll it was crap
0: but we are in kind of a bat game renaissance right now i mean uh, yes. yeah thanks to arkham asylum that whole series of four games well i think it's six games with the handheld versions but i haven't played the handheld versions but right. uh we were talking about our favorite iterations of batman i decided arkham asylum is my favorite iteration of batman Because I think it's the best of both worlds. I think we have the grittiness and the darkness and the maturity of the Christopher Nolan. Mm -hmm. Plus we have the voice cast and the personality and kind of the spirit of the animated series. That was
2: brilliant. And then
0: you're matching it with this really fantastic gameplay. It's kind of – it's a little bit of combat. It's a little bit of exploration. There's a lot of really cool like puzzle-solving there's tons of Batman history just kind of hidden everywhere mm-hmm. in every little corner. It feels like a very loving tribute to the character, and they're all just exceptionally fun to play. I'm replaying Arkham Knight right now for like the third I, time.
2: I'm playing it for my first time right now. Oh, really? Oh, I, awesome! I was. I'm. I can't say enough good things about the Arkham series. Like, oh yeah, Arkham Asylum. I played endlessly, and then uh, Arkham City. I played like. Uh, crazy. I mean, then, I, What was the one that was not, like, they didn't make it by rock steady, but it kind of, oh, uh, Origins. Origins, yeah. which I thought was really cool. It was good. It yeah, was fun. Like yeah, I,
0: I was missing Kevin Conroy and Mark so Hamill. Which but, one uh, should
2: I play? I have only played a little
1: bit of them,
0: but I Asylum. have a- Asylum. Asylum. I think Asylum. 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 Because, yeah, especially cool. you, I think you have more of an aversion to open world I games. I and, I uh, Asylum's perfect. Asylum's tight. It's it's clean. It's so much You're fun. You're on, like,
2: an island, and you go to a building to building, and, and it feels very confined, and it's Okay. That yeah, that is what I want because that is the thing that's kept me away from that series. Is like I don't want to
1: run around and try to find the Joker's clues like strewn about the whole. Story. I mean, that's I
0: that's just... in there, but uh, I think in the first game it's optional. The problem I have with Arkham Knight is that. All the Riddler trophies are mandatory if you want to beat the game. So you oh, should know that going oh, into yeah. it now. You're going to need to get all of them. The
2: mechanics of the Batmobile are already kind of frustrating to me. But, but, it, but I, it's
0: fun. I, I like the Batmobile fun. a lot. I do think they lean on it too much. Yeah. Uh, you have to use it to solve like every puzzle and do everything in that game. Mm-hmm. And it controls fine and it functions well and it's cool, but
2: a little too much. Right. What um, I think that they nailed with that series is how Batman fights and making it so much fun. It feels so th- smooth and it's so fluid. It's so smooth with that reactionary. Yeah. It was like B or whatever where so it just goes to the next guy. Does Batman
1: fight by repeatedly kicking his opponents in the shin? What would make you say that? I, I don't, well, <laughs> I don't, does he is he able to jump kick or unable to jump kick?
2: Does he pull out a staff that deals less damage than his kicks? Or magnetic nunchucks? <laughs> yeah. Or a crappy discus that actually just ends up like, making you get hit more. Yeah, that he can't yeah. throw accurately at all. That's my impression of how Batman fights. And that's what you would get if you played this Batman Beyond game we all just played.
0: Are we finally getting to talk about this game? we just <laughs> yeah, played we, 30 like minutes, minutes, into minutes into the show. In, okay. We're 30 minutes <laughs> into the show. We're only just getting to it. Let's talk about it. Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, released December thirteenth, 2000, published by Ubisoft and developed by Kemco, and it was also released on PlayStation and Game Boy Color. Kenko is a uh, prolific Japanese gaming developer. They've been chugging along since the late 80s. Uh, they were most active on the NES. They had games like uh, Bugs Bunny's Birthday Blowout, Deja Vu, Shadowgate, and Ghost Lion, which has my favorite piece of box art ever. It's just like a woman in uh, aerobics spandex, like kneeling <laughs> next to a, uh, it's a tiger. It's a white tiger. It's not even a Ghost Lion. False it's Albert like a tiger. white tiger. And she's just kneeling. She's got her headband, her sweatband on and everything. It's rad.
1: What is Ghost type lion. I don't remember. You can't even conceive of what that game would be. (laughs) Like are you play as a lion and like you get killed by poachers and you (laughs) have to like avenge your death as a ghost lion? (laughs) You
2: like possess poachers and then like jump out from one to the it's other it's actually more cerebral you just haunt them you know you just kind of creep around and then like but you have to like, not get seen which you never do because you're a ghost right yeah so yeah it's a you have to get in, them yeah. to change their ways by like haunting things nearby them and like, at the end
0: of the game you meet your partner the darkness and then oh twist we're turning into a michael douglas movie uh so, yeah, they, uh, they did a couple of games on uh, N64. Uh, they have the Top Gear series. They have Shadowgate 64 and Charlie Blast Territory, which has come up several yeah. times. I feel like everybody has had a piece of Charlie Blast's Territory. <laughs> so we'll get to that one eventually. Uh, so they stuck with Batman for one more game, uh, the GameCube game Batman Dark Tomorrow, generally regarded as the worst oh. game in the entire franchise. And it
2: had wow. so much potential because they went to all the kind of, like, like C-list. Like, I think Ventriloquist was in it. Yeah. And... Um like za, Mr. Zaz and all that oh, stuff oh yeah yeah. Zaz, yeah yeah and yeah that game just completely shit the bed right? oh it was bad yeah I really like to reference Mr. Zazaz to people and just have them look at me like
0: <laughs> is it pronounced with the two Z's or is it, is it Zaz or is it Zazaz
1: oh I, I pronounce it Zazaz okay if you're not gonna yeah. pronounce it Zazaz what's I mean it's point? a little Zazazier yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Zazz Zaz.
2: let's zazz,
0: call zazz. the whole thing wait so is he Mr. Tomato or is he Mr. Tomato I'm confused <laughs> he's,
2: he's t- Mr. Tomato he's toma- tomato Zazz <laughs> yeah. that's his
0: full name yeah. he's Italian <laughs> Mr. Tomato Mi- Zazz Tomato Zazz <laughs> <That's
2: laughs> his pasta
1: sauce brand yeah. his
2: pizzas are great yeah
1: hey so, add some Zazz to
2: your pizza it's, it's not <laughs> delivery it's Mr. Tomato Zazz pizza
0: <laughs> who are you scarred serial killer <laughs> yeah, what are you doing with my oven
2: every every delivery he
1: makes a new <laughs> mark <laughs>
2: Oh, that would be such. 30 a... Thirty minutes or less. That's uh, super pain. Deep, uh, oh my god! A super, super deep, deep cut. cut. Batman. Wow. <laughs> the <deep> wow. Cut. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That, wow. That would be a deep cut sketch for He's the yeah, ultimate Mr. deep cut.
0: Yeah. Uh, the American yeah, I feel branch. Like we uh, should write
1: this, you guys. Yeah. Like, I feel
2: Let's like
0: do we it. Stage Let's do it. A
1: mistress's ass as the pizza man. <laughs> Six Batman fans
2: would come back. Like, wow. They're like, oh, oh, hilarious. I get that. Yeah. I get that. Hilarious.
0: So, Kemco, the American branch of that company, was shut down in 2007, but the Japanese branch is still going strong, making weird Japanese games for a weird Japanese audience. Really? Yes.
2: Wow. I don't know what they play. For, no like, one. platforms over in Japan? Or, yeah, okay. yeah.
0: And they, they did release, like, a re-release of all their, like, Deja Vu and Shadowgate and all their kind of point-and-click, like, adventure games like nah. that. They, they did a re-release of that on the PS4 recently, but... Uh,
1: did they have? Did they make the game uninvited for NES? Do you know, did, that I think new? they did. Yeah, that I think game, did. I remember. My brother owned that game, and so I played it when I was kind of young. And it's like a horror game equivalent of Shadowgate. And that game scared the hell out of me. There's a scene where, like, this lady in a oh, Southern Belle, uh, Southern Belle appears, and you see her from behind. And then as you walk past her, she turns around and is a skeleton. Oh <laughs> and my the God. last Thing is like, she starts ripping your flesh apart, and then it's like you are dead. And I'm like. Mm. This I don't know about this game. Uh
2: can that I have amazing. the light on tonight, Mom? Yeah.
0: This I mean this is way off topic, but I just learned today about a movie called Uninvited from nineteen eighty eight and it's about a demonic cat that is <laughs> a house cat that is killing people on a yacht because that's where you bring your cats. Yeah, yeah. And uh apparently there's a great like special effects scene with like an evil gremlin crawling out of a very realistic looking cat mouth and then stalking I wanna watch this movie now. <laughs> it sounds amazing. It sounds so stupid. Okay, so, um, this game, Batman Beyond, it is based on the straight-to-video movie of the same name. The film was intended for theatrical release, uh, but, uh, where'd I go? I lost my notes. Oh, my God. But it was intended for theatrical in <laughs> release. To
1: only release it in New Zealand.
2: That's yeah. where I was going with it. <laughs>
0: uh, but, uh, on and it was... two
2: screens in New Zealand.
0: <laughs> it was gonna have a PG-13 rating, uh, for some of the more violent content in there, but... Then Columbine happened. Uh, uh, don't you feel bad for snort yeah, laughing now? <laughs>
2: you knew how to go with that. Oh, oh, oh whoa, whoa. Oh, oh, shit. But you said concubine. I think concubines are hilarious.
0: Those are hilarious yeah. every time. Uh, <laughs> Farewell, my concubine. <laughs> Laugh riot of 1993. Uh, so in the wake of the Columbine shootings, uh, because there is a key subplot in the movie about a young child using a gun to kill somebody. Wow. Uh. Uh, and there was a lot of pressure from those aforementioned parents groups who ruin everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film was cut down to less uh, by more than 15 minutes, and that put it under 75 minutes, which is the threshold for theatrical releases. So it had to go direct to video. It came out in October of 2000, uh, right near the end of the show's third and final season. And uh, later, there was a director's cut made available on DVD that restored those extra minutes. But that's not the version I watched. I did watch this movie. It was on Amazon. Um so as one might expect the premise of the movie finds Terry McGinnis battling a recently returned Joker. Mm. Spoilers right in the title. The Joker returns. <laughs> well, the
1: Joker must be like a million years old, right? Or like how sure so some
2: Joker gas kept him young and spry. To
0: to be fair, I mean a lot of the plot is about that. It's about okay. like, okay, there's no way he's alive. We saw him die 30 years ago. He's dead, but uh so they're they're going into how he's back and uh, it's actually pretty good movie. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's it's got some really great animation. It's got better than average writing, and uh, there's a good amount of time spent with original Bruce Wayne Batman. So a lot of it feels like an extension of the animated series.
1: Are we? Where would you rank it on your Steve's list of? cartoon movies you've been forced to watch because of this podcast. Would you, do you like it more or less
2: than Rugrats in Paris?
0: <laughs> I'm going to say more than Rugrats in Paris. Okay. Somehow.
2: Tommy Pickles? Huh.
0: I don't know if I'd say the same for this game, but no. I don't know. I don't know where this one's going to land. So, well, I know where this one's going <laughs> to land. So uh, this game was meant to be released alongside the movie, but it missed that deadline by more than a month. Um, all right, so this, the gameplay, this is a pretty standard beat up It's a Final Fight style, walk down a hallway and punch people style game. And oh if maybe like,
1: if you're a noob you punch people. Or oh, yeah, us pro yeah, no. players, we, we discovered the secret. You yeah. kick. Yeah. You yeah. kick, the secret of this game is kicking dudes in the shin. Yeah, kicking, a, like a lot. A lot. <laughs> it's <laughs>
0: ridiculous how much more powerful your kicks are than anything else in this game. Like, a ki- kicking somebody, you kick a standard enemy, they're dead in two moves. You punch a standard enemy, it's like eight moves. Uh-huh. And if you use any of your weapons, it's like 50 to 60 moves.
2: And there's no rhyme <laughs> or reason to the villains. It's just, like, I mean, some of them are straight from the cartoon, like part of that Joker game. The Jokers. Jokers, Jokers with, Jokers with, a, Z. with yeah. a Z. And then, but then you just have like... Uh, Obviously, like some kind of clown-themed villains, but then like uh, there was like a bull man, and then there was like a wolf boy and a snake guy, and uh, yeah, yeah,
0: and they're all they're all in the movie. It's like kind of a knockoff. There's like. We didn't get to them in the game, but there's an identical set of twins, both named Dee Dee and both voiced by Melissa Joan Hart. And uh, they dress like clowns and they punch people. There's a Scarecrow ripoff voiced by Michael Rosenbaum from Smallville doing a Christopher Walken impression. Henry Rollins Mm -hmm. does a voice of the Big Lug.
1: But just, yeah, just to be clear, there's no, this game, did this game have any voices? No No. No voices. No voices in the game.
0: And uh, musically, there's just one (laughs) lick uh, of butt metal rock. (laughs) That is not from the movie or the TV show, but it just plays ad nauseum. And it
2: sounds like, like it actually does, like not a, like a oh, like. It sounds like a hardcore, like like old school porno. Like it's like bang out, bang, bang out, bang, 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 Yeah,
0: yeah. It's over and over and over. And so you better like it. I hope you do because you I have love to get it. it's used. It's going to be it. my new cell phone ring. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Who has ringtones
1: anymore? <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: We all just vibrate because That's we want true. the sweet, sweet sensual sensation of something in our pocket going here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so the first level, uh, you are where you're at some... They, The Jokers have broken into some research facility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're
0: foiling a burglary.
1: So you need to walk from left to right and go in
2: elevators. And lots of shin kicking through yep. that. And yeah. the second level is exactly the same. Except you're in Wayne Tower, Wayne Industries. But, but it, it looks suspiciously similar. it looks similar. a lot the same, yeah.
0: And the third level is where you go to Arkham Asylum and it starts really turning to shit because it starts requiring you to do some platforming. And uh, platforming is terrible in this game because yes. your jump button is mapped to your R trigger, which is never uh, intuitive it's or easy bizarre. to use. And
1: there's definitely a delay on the play control, so you'll be walking forward and try to jump, and then your guy will just fall off. I thought Jared just sucked at this game. <laughs> but, like, mean, I'm he like might Jared, give me that he control. might also. Give me the controller. And
2: then I definitely did the same thing. Oh he right, the dad to his son. Let yeah. me do it. Yeah, yeah, I gave you some responsibility, and you can't fix You can't change a tire. Go step aside. Right. <laughs> But I, yes, once the jumping is very non-functional. It no. does not work the way you want it to. And it's that old school feeling of like, oh, I'm going to have to keep doing this until like I, I'm going to fall a lot and then I'm going to have to just keep getting to one point. It's very frustrating.
0: I, I think the closest thing this game has to having like a gimmick or something special is the suits. Okay, so you, at the beginning uh, of each right. level you get to choose what suit you're going to ch- wear. So you get one of four. You get the standard suit which is, as it sounds, pretty standard defensively, offensively, everything, but you get three weapons. Yeah, it comes
1: with weapons that all suck. They're Mm -hmm. all
0: terrible. So you get the Dark Knight Staff, which, which is a like staff? A,
2: which looks like a
1: paddle. The American gladiator. And the paddle. American gladiator. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Or like stand-up boarding. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> the
2: and
1: only way that you can attack with it is doing a pirouette, <laughs> a little spinning pirouette. And
2: do. that's not uh, exaggerated at all. You have to do a it's spinning spiroette. Shovel yeah. dancing is what it looks like. It, it's some
0: kind of new artsy f- dance form of the future, uh, and that's the most effective weapon. Yeah. Uh, next, you get the m- magnetic nunchaku. Which you can use quickly, but you need to be right up on somebody, and it barely does anything to them. Yeah, yeah. I have
1: no idea why you would use it instead of punching. Yeah, uh-huh. um, and then the worst of all, you have yeah. the bat discus, which just looks like a ball that you're throwing. Yeah, at them. yeah, yeah. It's, them. it's
0: like your batarang kind yeah. of, and you're supposed to be that. It's your projectile weapon. But it is beyond useless. It's It's Batman beyond useless.
1: (laughs) It's really hard to
2: aim, and it does, like, no damage. So pretty much the only thing worthwhile, even more than punching, is shin kicking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's so, yeah, your other suits, you have
1: a defensive suit that has shields and just results in you taking less damage when you get hit.
0: Slightly uh, less, yeah. Not even, sign- it, I don't even think it's significantly. And you've got just these big clunky looking shields on both your arms, so you're like double Captain America. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's an offensive suit. Well, they, I don't know, they all feel kind of the same. And then there's a nimble suit, which allows you to double jump and glide, though I never figured out how the gliding works. The
0: glide never really came in, into effect for us. From what I was reading, like, there's only one part in the entire game where you need to use the glide. Yeah, um, in- <laughs> so, you know, it's good to have that as a whole option.
1: So, you can. There's also no grappling hooks in this game. No grappling no. hooks what at all. What the fuck is the point of also, a Batman game without grappling hooks?
0: They are really missing the point of the show, okay? Because here's two things that they do in every single episode of the show one, he uses his rocket powered shoes mm-hmm. to fly, okay? So, he does that a lot. It's really cool and fun. Two, he uses his uh, stealth suit to turn invisible. Doesn't happen here. I thought that was happening, but it's just like you blinking from taking damage. So,
1: And yeah, and the environments are all inside and super lame. I mean, this is a game set in the future. I want to see flying cars and like neon lights. And so it's just to be like decrepit Arkham Asylum. Mm -hmm. Research lab is not exciting.
0: Yeah, you get slightly different textures, but it's always going to be gray hallway. Uh, (laughs) And I mean, I don't know. I guess it's like functional enough in the sense that like if i move close to something and press the kick button i'm gonna kick it and i'm gonna hit him
2: yeah it's just it's just boring
0: it's unbelievably boring yeah yeah
2: we we actually stopped at that arkham level because we we had enough we got the juice. (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean it was boring up to that point it was mostly
1: and then it became frustrating yeah Yeah. (laughs) once we were like oh now we need to restart from the beginning of the level no. We True. also
0: discovered there's a weird, like, stealth crouching mode. Like, if you tap the L trigger, then it locks you into crouching. <laughs> you, like, which we means th- you just
2: walk sneakily. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> you don't need to sneak on anybody. Yeah, there's, there's no stealth no. element of this game. That's so, right.
2: There's no hiding. You're just out in the open. You're not
0: hiding. You're not trying to get through tiny grates or anything. You're just... There's no point to having a crouch button in this.
1: Batman's well-known power of getting through tiny grates. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's 90% of the Arkham games. I'm just saying. But, you know, either way, it's like, it's not an element in this game at all. Uh, I mean, I feel like... We came to this game with a little bit of baggage because this is generally regarded as one of the worst games on the N sixty four. I've got some. I've got some reviews now, here. We've
1: played games that are worse than this. I will this is, say that too. Yeah, I'll say that too. They, but... they they haven't quite had the deep cuts. I feel like this has the name recognition. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're playing with Batman, you have potential to. You, it seems like you have like the baseline of doing something competent. You're yeah, like, mm-hmm. Batman. He punches people. Yeah, right. and, and so it's more of a disappointment when it's so terrible. But, like, anyway... It's it's definitely a
0: lower-tier Batman game, but I think I've played worse on this. But um, so some of the reviews at the time, EGM, which was my go-to for video game reviews, they gave it the very rare 1 out of 10, uh, which almost never happened. It got an F on Game Revolution, 16% from N64 Magazine, and even uh, Nintendo Power, which is typically very fawning of every game that comes out, gave it a 5 out of 10, which (laughs) Nintendo (laughs) Power readers will know that's a kiss of death. Anything less than a 7... It's like, okay, this game is shit. Um, (laughs) Screen Rant, uh, I found an article where they were listing the worst uh, games on the system overall. They named it number two, just behind Superman. And overall, it has an abysmal 24% on Metacritic.
1: So one thing that's super weird is when you look up stuff on Wikipedia, why are whoever writing the Wikipedia entry receptions, like Mm -hmm. with a reception category, why do they always so... Kind in their phrasing They're always like Reception to this game Was partially mixed Yes It was generally negative And it's like a bunch of twos My friend Kevin
0: liked it And you're
1: like Who is writing on here To defend To defend this And they're like reception for the Game Boy one was decidedly better, and it's
2: like I was a four. S- I was gonna say that,
0: actually. Like, it, yeah, the Game Boy version got pretty okay ratings, so if you're gonna play this game at all, play it on Game Boy, That's the one
2: thing about video game etiquette, is you can't like, bash reviews. That's the one thing you have to be <laughs> kind about. Uh, about receptions. Everything, you can say the game sucks later on, but but the reception, oh, you have to be kind, you know. Yeah, the so we're pre- all struggling out here. Preceding, you know, preceding the paragraph was game. just
0: an entire <laughs> sentence about how uh, women shouldn't be allowed to play video games, and like, <laughs> you know what
2: should
1: be
0: allowed but to write, g- yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just, I'm only re- We'd reception was mixed the, what the term reception is mixed they never yeah. say reception was bad yeah even yeah. though that is a much more factual way of putting it yeah
0: this was very poorly re- this was a uh, uh to, for I context can't
1: imagine <laughs> a game being more poorly received e,
0: you know like i said egm gave this a one out of ten uh they gave superman a two out of ten wow which we'll see once we get to that game if it's actually worse than that but i'm fairly willing to bet that it's worse than that because mm-hmm. there's other games that we played today that are worse than this so let's get into our rankings i think we've kind of done Mm. this game to death there's not much more to say right
1: yeah well i mean so we didn't talk that much about it but really that's because there's
2: very there's so little little to to talk i'm
0: glad batman is such a rich and satisfying subject to talk about because (laughs) batman beyond return of the joker is not
2: well when your descriptions are frustrating and uh what was it frustrating and boring boring Boring. yeah Yeah. that's uh that's those aren't good descriptions no for for anything really Yeah, so
1: it, it definitely has the highest quantity of shin kicking of perhaps any game I have ever played. Yeah, maybe. So if that is really like your fetish yeah. is people in tight black suits kicking shin,
0: that is my fetish. I didn't realize it until just now. And also both of you are wearing all black, so um maybe after the show we could arrange like one uh, one of each on my shins. <laughs> Kick shin, me in shin, the shin, shin kicking circle. Batman. Mm.
1: <laughs>
0: Be my end table in the dark. <laughs> anyway. Um, um sure so all. yeah, each week we rank all the games that we played and uh this week I'm going to go first right. and I'm going to give this the coveted 69 spot which yes. I think by the time we're done with this list, 69 will be upper percentile, but right now it's really low. Uh, so that puts it between Penny Racers and Super Bowling, uh, but still better than all four NFL quarterback club games, better than Vigilante 8-2, better than Transformers, and way better than Dual Heroes, my bottom-of-the-barrel yeah. game right
2: now. Hey, good for you, Batman Beyond.
0: So you're coming up in the world. You're due for a critical reevaluation, as uh, the...
1: Once you start digging into every game on a system, you realize how many games are due for a critical reevaluation, because mostly, the very bottom crap, no one ever thinks about. No, no, that's the thing,
0: yeah, who, who, who's, who's talking about dual heroes, or tattooing that on their body anywhere? Uh, Woody, where would you put this one?
1: Um, I'm, I'm pretty much in the same boat, but mine's a little lower, I'm putting it at 75, Ooh. Um, which is under Elmo, the Elmo <laughs> game. Yeah, okay. Um... Uh, <laughs> it, it wasn't as offensively terrible as the games under it, which I think are, like, uh, Super Bowling and the Transformers game.
0: Rugrats scavenger hunt yeah, is rubber... down there. Is few, this yeah. Transformers
2: game, like, just the worst? Oh, it's... It was
0: for a long time because uh, it, we physically couldn't keep playing the it because it made The camera moves
2: us Ill. every time a character oh, moves, and so you just can't
1: look at it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, this game, there's no reason to play this game. It's boring and it's bad, but, like, functionally you can move and you can kick things which is a step up from some of this stuff and i you know i probably rated something like dual heroes too high but that at least has the sort of inexplicable japanese weirdness Mm -hmm. whereas this game doesn't have any sort of defining characteristics
0: it's safe yeah it's it's baseline competent but it's safe and boring, and dull. And, and really, competent is pretty generous. Competent is very very, <laughs> yeah. very, very generous. Very, very generous. So, I mean, Jared, you have one game on this list, so this is your favorite game?
2: Uh, this is my favorite game, and I hate it the most. <laughs> wow. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Okay. I will say, though, if you're a huge Batman Beyond fan, like, you're just fanatical, you still don't need to play this video game. Just no. watch the series, and you'll be happy.
0: And I will say, I'm, I've, I'm grateful to this game for giving me the impetus to watch the show and the movie, I liked those a lot. I'll probably keep going on the show. I'll probably dig back into animated series and watch some yeah. more of that, because it's been I a I didn't while.
1: realize it was only uh, three seasons of animated series. That makes it a pretty doable Yeah, seem like I mean, it's, it's really 85 watched. episodes, That's, but it's
0: still... Yeah, they're huge seasons. It's That's still, so nice. uh, yeah, pretty limited. Um, so, yes, uh, that's the show this week. Uh, we actually have one letter this week that I'm going to dig up here and read if I can get it in- into my phone.
1: Dear Stephen Woody, will you guys please talk about Mr. Zaz? He is my favorite
2: Batman character. <laughs> I have this pizza joke. It's going to – it's hilarious.
0: Oh, my God. I just I, – I'm fleshing out the sketch a little more. He's got a pizza cutter, and that's what he's doing. Oh, with his- yes. It's not, not a knife or anything. He's just like, oh, mama right. mia.
2: They're like, well, you take the tip. And he's like, no. And then he just takes out the pizza cutter and just slices. and. and- Paid is my
0: only reward.
2: <laughs> Come back again to Arkham Pizza.
0: <laughs> All right. So uh, this letter comes from Kyle Berg. Hello again, Kyle. Um, the, uh, this is in reference to uh, the NHL breakaway episode when we are asking people to write in with the craziest thing they've done to impress oh. a girl. So this is Kyle's story about that. The craziest thing I did for a girl, hopefully, I can compete with your guys' hockey story. You can. My hockey story was boring. Uh, When I turned the fresh young age of 21, I fulfilled a personal dream of mine to go to Japan through my college's student exchange program for a year. It was a pretty scary experience as I was the only one from my college that took that chance. I was flying solo. Despite that, I survived the first semester and made a pretty good group of friends. Sadly, as the first semester came to a close, one of my closest friends was heading back home. I remember talking to him near the end and him being very pushy about his friend. He'd say things like, you would really like her and your humor reminds me of a lot of hers. I didn't make much of it at the time. The second semester started, I remember the day I met her. She was with another friend of mine and just checking out the campus. At first, I didn't make much of her. She was just an ordinary girl. Oh, that's mean. <laughs> uh, but even after the first chat, I felt a level of connection, and slowly that connection grew more and more. After a month or two, after the after a month, the two of us were inseparable, cracking jokes and visiting each other's rooms at nights. As I played with her on the DS on the bed, and she watched some sitcoms. I hope that's not a euphemism for anything. <laughs> well, it's all in quotes. The oh, yes, DS play with her DS on the bed, watch some sitcoms. sitcoms. Cheers, baby. Uh, but like most things, the second semester came around, and it was my time to leave. Uh, it was a painful goodbye that I didn't want to make. She said, "You look like a, your dog died." In a joking way, I laughed, but it wasn't funny to me. So we stayed in contact through Skype and other means. But month after month, we grew more, grew more distant. So I made a bold choice. I went was going to visit her all the way in Melbourne, Australia. I would never planned a trip like this before. With the trip to Japan being the only other trip I ever soloed, and the college set everything up for that. I talked to her and my fam- I talked to her and my family about it, and everyone seemed fine with it. The trip plan was to fly to Melbourne, and i just stay at her place, and we just make up stuff to do. It was the most ill-planned trip I've ever been a part of, but it worked. And for two weeks, I enjoyed fish and chips, the beautiful beaches, and just being with her. Just watching sitcoms, again, with the sitcoms, you perverts, (laughs) uh, and joking like we did before. A perfect trip, that is, till I had to go back to the airport, and the receptionist told me that my flight back home was the day before. (laughs) So I had what felt like a panic attack and worrying about how to get home. As she talked to the receptionist and got me on the flight home in three days while letting me stay at her place for a few more days. So as you can tell, I made it back home in one piece. As for me and her, our lives unfortunately moved apart. But despite that, she's still one of my greatest friends and I would never sacrifice the time we had together. Signed, Kyle Berg. Thank you for the story, Kyle. That's very nice. I'm sorry we made fun of your – sexual proclivities I'm not no I'm not at
2: all (laughs) you you write into the show I'm gonna make fun of you it's true
0: I mean I feel like that's the that's the compact Um, I thought his story was gonna be like
2: I I, I, what did he start out with I wanted to like fulfill a fantasy I turned 21 I thought it was just gonna be like I walked into a bar and purchased an alcoholic beverage (laughs) drank it showed my ID and walked out
0: into the nearest yes. available porno
2: theater. Yeah, it's amazing. 21, thought, you guys.
1: I thought his story was going to be when she looked at him like his dog died. I thought he was going to kill his dog in order <laughs> to like, Does um, that but get your sympathy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do um, you love me now? <laughs> well, and, and that's evidence and point. Share whatever stories you want, and Steve will read them on the podcast. I will
0: read them. Make this a penthouse letters. I will read those. <laughs> Uh, so thank you everybody uh, Jared thank you so much for being on the show we really pleasure. great to have nice you um, where can people uh, see you listen to you experience you um, experience well,
2: Jared <laughs> yeah if you're in if you're in the Bellingham area you can always see me at the upfront uh, improv stage there I do shows pretty much every weekend Um, and, uh, I have a podcast with two friends, um, who, uh, in, from Los Angeles, when I, which you're on it right now, I'm on it right now. (laughs) Yeah. This is the podcast. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I did a podcast. It's called, uh, The Real Short Box. We just talk about comic books and pop culture and stuff like that. Although it's getting really hard to do when you're in another state. So. It's a problem. yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, there's plenty of those to go check out and, uh, Yeah. And then if you just see me around town, just say, hey, you know, what's just up? Hey, what hey, like is the
1: real short box?
2: I mean, like, what does that mean? Well, well here's the funny thing. So, what comic, you know, you put your, you have your long boxes and your short boxes. Sure, just do comics. To, yeah, we wanted to call it the short box. And then we found out, because there's a billion podcasts, that there is one called the short box. So we pulled what they did with the, remember the Ghostbusters cartoon? Oh yeah, became the real, the real Ghostbusters because there was that weird show called The Ghostbusters, but it had nothing From to do with like the movie. 60s. Yeah, yeah, with
0: like uh, fucking Tim Conway or something yeah. like that. Yeah, even yeah.
2: though the real Ghostbusters was about Ghostbusters, I don't know. Anyway, so we said we'll just be the real short box because we didn't want to change our logo. We're like, we can just add real, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the real short. Box and
0: your logo is a ghost like giving the peace sign, <laughs> exactly. like stuck inside a no symbol.
2: Exactly. So
0: there's no problems with the copyright. No, it
2: though. totally works out fine. You're good.
0: Yeah. You're good. <laughs> Well, excellent. Well, thank you so much. We hope to have you back and talk about more nerdy shit in the I would future. Love to. I'd love to. Uh, next week's episode is a big one. Oh man, this is one of the best-selling games on the system, I'm, and I'm not joking again. This is actually a big one. We are playing Donkey Kong sixty-four. Oh, that is it's a right. huge he's one. He's the leader the of
1: the bunch. Right. Yeah. you know him well, oh, and Christ. he's finally back. Finally, no. to kick some tail.
0: I'm gonna shoot you, and DK. it's gonna hurt. <laughs>
1: Donkey Kong. Jesus Christ. Expect
0: so much more of this next week. Donkey Kong
1: is here. Tune
0: in for all of that. Thank you, everybody. Uh, I'm going to just shoot my grappling hook and zip on out into the night. Where are the drums? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. There
1: was no grappling hooks in the game. (laughs)